When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine on an empty stomach. What's going down, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher every single morning, 9.45 a.m. It's live on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Today on the show, you people, what do you mean, you people? First off, let's take a look at some live daytime. Coming up this week, I'll be at House of Comedy Wednesday through Sunday night, <clears throat> opening it up for Ellie Hino and Isaiah Washington. You can check out uh, tickets at houseofcomedy.net or even on my website. I'll get that updated at some point today. Uh, coming up February 11th, I'll be at Dallas House, St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin. That show, you have to call for reservations. Uh, I believe I have it posted up on the Facebook and the stories and Instagram and the blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, it'll be fun. That is like their Valentine's Day show. And then actually on Valentine's Day, February 14th, uh, Tuesday night, I'm going to be headlining House of Comedy, Mall of America. And then the week after that, actually not that week, but then uh, February 16th to the 18th, I will be in Batavia, Illinois at probably my top three comedy clubs in the Midwest, the Comedy Vault. Hot damn. Love it. Don't have to go all the way into Chicago. You're still on the outskirts. You can get out of that city without any fucking recoil. But it is a blast. I love it there, man. So check out more at RudyPovich.com. Good morning, Amanda. Hi, nice to see you. What's up, Mira? What's up, Steph Rizel? What's up, MJ? Hey, Billy, Scooter, Sarah. Good to see everybody. Uh, it is fucking cold in Minnesota. It is brutally fucking cold. Awful. I mean, sweet Jesus. My furnace does not stop running. It constant, constant. I also think because my mom was in town the last couple of days, somebody may have fucked with it, and I haven't gone upstairs yet to go check it out. But I imagine somebody cranked it up. Listen, I, it's funny when you're a kid, and I remember like you know my stepdad used to yell about the furnace all the time, like don't touch the goddamn thermostat, and then we we'd crank it up to like 85. And just let that fucking thing just run all day. And he would just be so pissed about it. And I'm like, God, what's your problem, old man? But like now that I pay for it, I'm like, keep that motherfucker at 67. Put some goddamn layers on. You live in Minnesota. I never thought that I would be so angry about the goddamn thermostat. But here we are, 42 years. I mean, look at me. I'm bundled up. I got a sweatshirt, a hoodie, and a fucking hat on. It's cold. It's cold where we live. Get goddamn used to it, everybody. What's up, Andrea? Nice to see you. Good morning, Amanda. Hello. This new movie that's been floating around on Netflix for the last couple of days, You People, starring Jonah Hill, Eddie Murphy, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, David Duchovny. Everybody's... It's the talk of the town. Everybody's talking about it. I decided to watch it. 
I got about uh, 27 minutes in, and I turned the motherfucker off. Because that movie sucks. If you're asking yourself, why would it suck? You got, I mean, you got some heavy hitters. Julia Louis-Dreyfus, straighten it. Straighten it. Eddie Murphy, he's great in it. Jonah Hill, also great in it. David Duchovny singing John Legend, that's great. But the movie as itself, as a whole, the sum of its parts, I treat it like Goonies. The sum of its parts does not equal a good whole. I'm sorry, it just doesn't. Everybody's talking about how great that movie is. I there's there's no way. There's not a chance. It's not good. It's not a good movie. Are there parts of it that are entertaining? Yeah. Here's my biggest beef with it, and I don't give a shit that I'm giving anything away. In the movie, how the two main characters meet, she pulls up to a business, like outside of a building. He gets, he thinks it's it's Uber, that she is the Uber driver. He gets in the car. She freaks out. They have an interaction. She's like, I'm not your goddamn Uber driver. I'm trying to get directions to go to work. You don't know where the fuck your job is? You're lost? How, why? You don't know where your job is? You got lost on your way to work. Even if you are in the vicinity. She leaves her apartment and then is on her way to work and then gets lost somewhere. You don't know where your job is? What? What kind of hole in the plot is this? Mira, yesterday, it had funny parts, but the race thing was too much overkill. I agree. It was too, it was like, it was like they used every trope in the goddamn book. Like, let's see how far polar opposite we can make these two people. And then Jonah Hill being uncomfortable asking his, you know, had never met her parents, but then asked them to lunch like that was weird. Be one thing if there was like a conversation in there, but then like you see a scene where they're all together, but none of that. They just he just takes them out to lunch like some dude they've never met. That's weird. So here's the thing, and I thought about that. Mira, she's a designer, so she could have a meeting with a new client. And I thought about that, and I thought, well, maybe if she's a designer, maybe she's on set somewhere. It's a different spot. I totally get that. They need to fucking say that. They need to drop that. They never drop that until later when they're having the meeting with the parents and they're sitting in the living room and she's like, ah, uh, she's a fashion designer. Okay. So you have no idea where this place is? None? That was the, th- that irked the shit out of me when I watched that. I was like, so you have no idea where you're going? None? And it just so happens that, yeah, I, th- I had that thought and they should have prefaced it before. Like maybe when she's having the conversation with the ex-boyfriend outside of the house, that dude named Chris, she's like, listen, I got to get going because I got a new client and I don't know where this place is. Peace. Then it would have made sense that she got lost, but she just gets in her car and starts driving. I'm looking, I'm on my way to work. You don't know where work is? Weird. Thought it was weird. There were just so many things about that movie where I was like, I just, no, I just didn't like it. Didn't think it was good. Julia Louis-Dreyfus, very funny in it. Always funny and everything. I've been rewatching Seinfeld's when I've been laying in bed. And she's such a killer. I mean, dude, that movie she did with James Gandolfini, which I'm spacing on the name right now, Story of Us? Is that what it's called? Could be. I can't remember. Anyway, fucking lights out. Lights out. Julie Louis Dreyfus, man. I mean, Veep. She's great in this. I just wish that movie would have been more because it's got so much hype and it could have been great. 
Eddie Murphy coming back. If you want to watch some good recent Eddie Murphy, my name is Dolomite. That is some good Eddie Murphy. That. Don't go watch Pluto Nash. Don't go watch Dr. Doolittle. Watch I Am Dolomite. <sighs> Mira, why shove all those designers down our throat throughout the movie? Sponsors? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the same thing too. A lot of sponsorship, a lot of too much, too much, you know? You're just going to like up and quit your job in finance to be a podcaster? Also, I don't know anybody who's got that much gear for a podcast in a room for two people. I was watching that. I'm like, that is, that's a, that's a overkill, man. That is a lot. That's a lot. I'm not, I'm just saying, if you really want to make this thing, I mean, this is what I have. I mean, look at this setup. This is it. I got a laptop. I got a focus, right? I got an ATM mini and I got a camera, a couple of lights. That's it. Christ, they were outfitted with $100,000 worth of gear. The fuck did you get all that? Mira, wait, didn't you quit your job to be a podcaster? Uh, yeah, it wasn't a good move. <laughs> it wasn't a move I, I had thoroughly thought through. Although I am going back to being, although, listen, I left my job to be a podcaster, but luckily I'm in a position where uh, the podcast that I'm on make money. So I'm good with that. I didn't say it was, a, it was a smart move, but I did make the move. But it's different because you're marrying somebody and they're just going to be like, yeah, just fuck. Your dream? I want to see some hard data. How many downloads every episode are you getting? How many times a week are you guys pushing out content? What are your clips at? You know, how much promotion are you guys doing? Do you have sponsors? And if so, what are their ROIs? I want to see all this. Nothing? Nothing. I'm just saying. It just seemed a little far-fetched is all. You're going to come to a guy who's like... You're going to come to that character that Eddie Murphy is. You're going to be like, hey, what's up, angry black dude? I'm a fledgling fucking whitey who does a podcast about culture that I did not grow up in. Would you mind if I married your daughter? And he's like, you can try. What? Didn't happen. I just didn't like the movie. I thought it was garbage. And I'm not the only one. I looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes, 42%. Not a good movie. And that's just with, that's with critics and with the audience. So I don't know. I feel like there's so many better movies out there right now to watch. The Menu, go watch The Menu. Menu's great. Emily the Criminal. <coughs> Excuse me. Emily the Criminal. Great. Both those movies, outstanding. Um, just, I didn't think that this was a good, I, I felt it was a bad representation of what Jonah Hill is capable of. Because Jonah Hill's got some really, I mean, he's got some bangers, man. Was that uh, movie, was it the uh, 90s? The 90s? The one about the kid with the skateboard? Like, that was a hell of a movie. But the rest of it, I don't know. I don't, don't waste your time with this one. I would say go watch The Menu. I, I love The Menu. I loved Emily the Criminal. Um, yeah, and I don't know, like, we were chatting about this yesterday. A couple of us online were talking about this movie. And just, like, how hyped it was. You know, the number one movie in America. Finally, you got Eddie Murphy coming back. And you got Jonah Hill. And it was written by Jonah Hill. And, oh, man, you know, 
You figure all these guys that are just like t- total. Here's the thing, though. They don't set out to make bad movies. You just never do. Regardless of like whatever the movie might be, you never set out to make a terrible film. It just so happens that you make a terrible film. You know, Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler, when they put, they put that movie out about starting the casino at their house, I can't even remember the name of the movie. House Money, I think it was called. Something like that. Bet on the house, whatever it was. That movie's a flaming piece of shit. It's really bad. They didn't set out to make a bad movie. In their mind's eye, they were like, this is a really good script. This is really funny. It's got all the elements. It's got Will Ferrell. It's got Amy Poehler. I think Maya Rudolph made a couple cameos in there. Like They had some like good things around it that could have, you know, really bumped that thing up. I think uh, um, uh, Liz... From 30 Rock. God damn it. Why am I spacing on her name? Amy Poehler and um, fucking Louis Farrakhan. No, why can't I think of it? Jesus Christ. I got, the, I got the brain, man. Jesus. This cold is like setting in. Why can't I? I'm seeing her face. I'm awful with names, though. That's the thing about sports. That's why I always just like try to move my way, segue myself out of sports topics. People start talking about, you know, hey, man, remember Gary Gaetti? I'm like, yeah, Tina Fey. Thank you. Thank you. I, for some reason, I knew there was an A sound in there somewhere. I was like, Angie, that can't be right. Yeah, Tina Fey. Thank you, guys. They didn't set out to make a bad movie. They just made a bad movie. Adam Sandler never said... I mean, well, never mind. Adam Sandler might set out to make a bad movie. I think he's just gotten so... He's just like, listen, I just want to take all my friends and hang out for six weeks in Hawaii and write it off. So we're just going to make a movie while we're out there. And then they put out some terrible, shitty movies like Growing Ups 2. And don't you guys even be coming at me about Growing Ups 2 and how you think that's a good movie. That is a horseshit movie. That movie is fucking terrible. I tried to watch... I didn't mind Growing Ups, the original Growing Ups. Not bad. But then they did the second one, and I'm like, you guys... Jesus Christ. I wonder how that conversation would go, would go with just like... Imagine just not being Adam Sandler, right? Imagine having that conversation with your wife. We're like, I don't know, maybe you're just like an accountant at 3M and she happens to like work a reception desk at a, hops, at a hospital. And you just come to your wife and you're like, hey, honey, uh, listen, I was thinking the other day, uh, you know, me and Brad, you know, we went down, we shot a little pool and some darts over at, uh, over at the Frenchman in Richfield. And while we were there, you know, we just kind of got this idea just kicking it around that we were going to, uh, you know, go out to uh, Hawaii, you know, bring the families, hang out. And while we're out there, you know, Brad's got himself a, uh, a mini cam. He's got a Canon M5 and, uh, you know, bring a couple of lights. We're just going to, you know, write a movie. And then while we're out there, we'll be able to just, you know, write it off. And she's like, okay, well, well, how much money is this movie going to make? I mean, you know, we kind of did the math real quick. And for us to get, you know, I mean, we got four family members plus flights, plus hotel, plus six weeks worth of hotel, plus food. You know, we're probably looking at about uh, 37000 to 40000 per family. But, uh, yeah, six weeks out in uh, Hawaii, and then, you know, we'll, we'll shoot this film. And then, okay, so how much money is, is this going to cost you guys? Well, then you got production costs. You also have, I mean, you got to have a craft service. You don't want bologna sandwiches. You got to have, like, some decent, you know, I mean, Christ, this is Hawaii. You know, we're not going to be feeding people white bread and bologna sandwiches with ketchup. Like, we really got to, like, step it up. So, you know, we'll probably do some crab legs. We'll probably do a little bit of steak tartare. I would imagine surf and turf. You know, this is Hawaii. So we're probably looking at about, um, you know, $37 million to make the movie. 
And then, uh, you know, you add in the cost of the travel and all that. So, yeah, we're probably going to be on the hook for about, mm, I don't know. Just I mean, we'll just overshoot it a little bit. We'll just say it's going to probably be about $40 million altogether to shoot this movie. But, uh, you know, don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. Because what we're going to do, we're going to write it off. We're going to write it off. Okay? So how much money of that are we going to give? I mean, you know, I mean, I mean with the incentives... If you think about it, I mean, I know Hawaii's got a pretty decent, you know, uh, filmmaking incentive. So, I don't know. With credits, we're probably going to get back about $13,000. Your wife would lose her fucking mind. But when you have fuck me money like Adam Sandler, who's just like, whatever. I'll bring everybody out there. We'll buy them all cars. Before they leave the island, they can sell them. They'll probably get more money for them just because, you know, Kevin James rented a or drove a fucking Prius for six weeks on the island of Oahu and then after that yeah don't worry about it could you imagine your wife would lose her goddamn mind and those movies suck every every time I listen every time I see Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston on a movie poster I'm like never mind it started getting that way with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore 51st Dates though oh my god I could watch that movie over and over and over again. I mean, it's delectable. Sean Astin? He's got the lisp and he's got the cutoff shirt and he's... Sean Astin is one of these guys, though, that I watched him and I can't remember what I saw him and there was something I was like, man, Sean Astin really holding up. You know, I mean, he doesn't look like he did back when he was in his Rudy days, but dude, you know, the Hobbit is definitely... He's keeping it trim. He's keeping it tight. You know? Probably doing some intermittent fasting. I imagine he's got a trainer. You know, probably got a couple of bucks in the in the in the in the bank. You know, he's got that Hobbit money, but don't forget he also has Toy Soldier money. That's a great movie. Don't sleep on Toy Soldier. Not a bad flick. Sean Astin bringing the heat. But then after that, you know, some Stranger Things. I was like, fucking Hobbit. Hobbit better fucking tighten it up a little bit there, bud. You are, you're getting fucking wider than you are taller, dude. <laughs> I shouldn't say shit, though, because I'm, I'm, I am perpetually at that age now where just like, just, hey, an extra 12 pounds is just going to be on you, dude. Doesn't matter what you do. Doesn't matter what you eat. Doesn't matter what time you eat. And don't give me this bullshit about like, well, hey, you're just going to have to work a little harder. Your metabolism is slowing down. Are you kidding me, man? Chris, I got an uncle of mine, my uncle John. That dude is, I bet, I I guarantee the weight I met him at, I, I bet he was 147 pounds the day I met him when he married my aunt. And that was, shit, 37 years ago? I bet it hasn't fluctuated a half a pound since then. He is exactly the same. He's been wearing the same style shirt, same style jeans, same jacket, same fucking hat. This dude has not changed. He has not changed his beard. He has not shaved his beard. I bet it, it's got to be, it's got to be 50 years. It looks exactly the same. He has not lost a follicle of hair. It's like, he's like a Steve Martin. Steve Martin at the age of 23 looked like he was 47 years old. And now Steve Martin is 72 and he looks like he's 47. I don't get how it works. Just saying. It's how it works. Uh, let's see. Um, nice little lunch crowd on the, uh, Instagram today. Thank you guys for, uh, for stopping by, uh, Dojita, 
Dojiata? I don't know how to say that. I'm sorry. Also, my goddamn eyes are just... I don't know if it's just because of the... Um, uh, let me ask you guys this real quick. I took, a, I took a lot of heat from my daughter this morning because um, I just take a pull off the Dayquil. I don't pour it in the cup. I don't like pour it in the cup. I don't, it, it muddies the cup. I don't like the... Sir, I don't I just take a hit off it. I don't measure it out. I just stick it to my lips. I tilt my head back and I just take a big ass chug off of the Dayquil. Anybody else? Because nobody else is drinking that Dayquil. And by the time somebody else drinks that Dayquil, all them, all them germs are going to be dead. Am I the only one? I feel like, I feel like this is this might be only me. I just I take it back like a goddamn shot of whiskey, except for right out of the bottle. Like I'm just taking pulls off a bottle of Hennessy. Because I don't like the I don't like the measuring cup. I don't yeah I don't like the measuring cup. I, I it feels weird because then it leaves like it's like a greasy inside of the good. Look at all this, Sally. Yep, that works. Scooter, me. Yep, Sarah. That's not normal. I do the same thing. Yeah, that's good. That's not normal? Question mark. I do the same. Good. Because I don't like the fact that the um, this cup it gets like greasy on the inside, and then you got to put that cup over the cap. And then it makes the cap greasy. I don't like it. And you're like, well, you could wash it out. You could, but it's still, it's like goddamn, you know, butter in a sink. You make a, you know, you, you got like a tub full of water and then you take a pan that you've used to cook eggs and it's got butter in it. You stick it in the water and then the fucking butter sticks to the side of the sink. It takes forever to get that shit out of there. I don't like it. I just, I just take a pull straight up right off the, uh, right off the Dayquil bottle. And I feel like, I feel like for everybody else, I, if that's it's either like uh, we do it because you you have that measuring cup because you have people in your life that you have to impress, or you have a significant other who gets angry about it. But when you're just in the shadows by yourself and you're at home and you're not feeling well, I think you just pull that you just t- take the top off and you take a pull right off the the Dayquil bottle and you just set it right back into the medicine cabinet. I can't be the only one. There's no way. Scooter, my daughter wouldn't take it yesterday because of the taste. I told her, remember that when uh, she's at the bar doing shots. Oh, yeah, there's plenty of things. Uh, Booze is an acquired taste. It does not taste good. It's not like it's a, it's a very like you have to enjoy what it does, you know? Or you just have to try to medicate the thoughts in your brain. So you're just like, this is the best way to do it. So... Yeah, the first time you ever take a shot of Jägermeister, you're like, what? Why would anybody do this? Ugh, Rumpelmint's gross. But then after a while, you're like, all right, I kind of get it. Yeah, just taking a shot right off the Dayquil. <coughs> ah, but uh, I feel, you know, compared to where I was, um, you know, a week ago, even 72 hours ago, I feel much better. I tried to get in to the Minute Clinic at Target last night, and they were like, yeah, dude, we got nothing. We got nothing. There's nothing for like a day and a half. I'm like, all right, so that means it's going around. And I just thought, all right, this is a sign for you just to save the 120 bucks and just wait it out. Because I tried to get in a few other places and they were like, sorry, dude, we got nothing. There's a- when this stuff starts going around, man, and especially like for how brutally cold it is and everybody's inside and we're, you know, uh, we're like, and we're in the most miserable part of winter. I think I read something the other day where it was Blue Monday. It's like the the stink of the holiday is worn off and 
We're all just miserable, miserable and cold and ugh, hate it. God, this sucks so bad. Check out the website, rudypovich.com. I'll have it updated today. All the shows that are coming up. Um, I got a couple of things already into March. In fact, uh, it sounds like uh, I got a, uh, I'll be opening for Kyle Dunnigan. Oh, man. Let's hope that comes around. Opening for Kyle Dunnigan um, in uh, in March. Funny, dude. You guys got to check out Kyle Dunnigan. God, is he funny. What's up, Chuck? Um, super funny guy. Check out the website. Valentine's Day. I'll be doing the show. Headlining at House of Comedy, Mall of America. And then uh, head, uh, excuse me, hosting there all this week, Wednesday through Sunday. And then February 11th, I'll be at Dallas House, St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin. And then Batavia, Illinois, just outside of Chicago with Adam Ray uh, Thursday through Saturday. Five shows all together. Check out the website. I'll get it all updated today. And uh, yeah, looking forward to it, man. A lot happening right now. So uh, glad you guys are on board. Don't forget uh, the new show with Tom Bernard. That starts February 20th. More details on that should be coming out later this week uh, as to who will be on the show, co-hosting, where you can find the show, the app, all that stuff. Uh, Hopefully we'll be... um all that information should be to you, hopefully, by the end of the week. And uh, we'll get you guys some more information on that. Check out this podcast on Apple. Oh, by the way, this is the last week of uh, a long walk to Cleveland at its normal time. And then from here on out, starting next week, I don't know if I'm going to do it next Monday just because i got a lot going on. Uh, and I think I'm going to be gone Monday night. But then after that, every Monday night, 7 p.m. is when we're going to be doing a long walk to Cleveland after this week. This will be the last week that we do it in the morning. So, But uh, thank you guys very much. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And every single morning, 9.45 a.m., it goes live on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Thank you guys so much. Always appreciate it. Love it when you take a long walk to Cleveland. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.